listeners, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, San Jose, where you get the chance to learn more about the history, lore, hauntings, and everything else spooky-ooky about San Jose. This is your co-host, Carmen Sanchez. And I'm Manuel Avalos. And this week, as we mentioned last week, we are covering Alcatraz. But uh, if you didn't listen to our last episode, you should, because we cover a lot of like the base history And of course, we talk about super important indigenous history, both just as its own thing and also as it relates to Alcatraz. So if you want to skip back one episode, if you haven't already listened, you should go back to episode 52, our Indigenous People's Day special, because we talk about stuff that's kind of a prelude to this. But if you want to just jump in, here we go. Let's do this. Alrighty, so as I mentioned, we already went over a general overview of, like, the island and um, just everything that happened kind of in between it first existing and, like, uh, modern day. But I will go into the details of some of the inmates in this episode because we didn't talk too much about, um, you know, life here and especially, you know, what happened in between it being a formal prison and it shutting down. So I want to talk... First about one super famous or infamous inmate, Al Capone. I'm sure you've heard of him, Carmen. Yes, I have. Yes. And, um, well, originally he was known as Alphonse Gabriel Capone, a.k.a. Scarface. He actually got involved with gangs really early as a child, and uh, he kind of, you know, he kept this up through his adult years. And through different illicit activities, he had an estimated net worth of $1.3 billion in today's money. Oh my god. Think about that. Like, billionaires are pretty rare at this time. So, just to put that into perspective. Or at least the equivalent of billionaires. But anyway, it wasn't though any of the bootlegging, murder, or prostitution that landed him in prison. It was actually... (laughs) And I can't believe... (laughs) What he was actually convicted for. So, in 1931, he was convicted of tax evasion, of all things, and sentenced to 11 years behind bars at the Federal Penitentiary in Atlanta. However, it was decided that he needed, quote, additional reforming. So, on August 22nd, 1934, he was transferred to Alcatraz, and he was among the first of the inmates on the island. He was inmate AZ number 85, and stayed on the island from 1934 through 1939. His cell was number 133 in the B block. He was also known for playing the banjo in an inmate music group called the Rock Islanders, and some visitors to the island today claim that his banjo can still be heard sometimes in the shower area because apparently he would practice here since it was more private and Apparently, he also feared being attacked and or killed if he practiced in public, I guess. That's not cute. Yeah, no. <laughs> but but they had a music group. Yeah, they were actually allowed to sing and play instruments for about an hour every single day, apparently. This plays into something we'll talk about a little bit later in the, po- in the podcast, so stay tuned. Um, but after four and a half years... In Alcatraz, he began suffering from long-term exposure to syphilis, which started to affect his brain and was transferred to the Terminal Island Prison in SoCal for the remainder of his sentence. 
Capone left Alcatraz on January 6, 1939, and he died on January 25th in 1947. So, where are condom kids? Although apparently, and this is according to the FBI's official website, uh, which feels like I'm going through the dark web or something, uh, he, he died because of a stroke and pneumonia. But still, don't get syphilis. Wait, a stroke and pneumonia. So like, he had pneumonia and then he also had a stroke. I guess. I'm not a doctor. And Oh wow, that's such a, that's a bad way to go. Truly. I also wanted to talk about possibly Alcatraz's most infamous inmate, Robert Stroud, aka the Birdman of Alcatraz. He was first imprisoned in 1909, not in Alcatraz, for killing a bartender during a bar fight and was sentenced to death after nearly killing a prison guard. His mother then sent a handwritten letter to then-president Woodrow Wilson, who commuted his sentence to life in solitary confinement. He was called the Birdman because he was known for his interest in birds, and he actually received several canaries as gifts from visitors during his time. But he was ultimately made to give up his birds and began writing about them instead. During his imprisonment, he became an orthonologist, and of course, I didn't know what that mean, what that meant. So I looked it up, and it is someone who studies birds, apparently. Um, and he even wrote a book called Digest of the Diseases of Birds, which is a 500-page text, including his own illustrations. Uh, the book received general acclaim, and according to History.com, this is interesting, when the publisher failed to pay Stroud royalties because he was barred from filing suit, Stroud took out advertisements complaining about the situation. Prison officials retaliated by sending him to Alcatraz. So it was this, actually, that ended up sending him to Alcatraz and not, um, you know, any other particularly bad behaviors. He just wanted money for his, from his book. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's messed up. I mean, he's messed up, but that's also just yeah. not cool. He spent six years isolated in the D-block and then 11 in the prison hospital. Um, and uh, according to AlcatrazHistory.com, which has a lot of cool history that we found for this episode, in 1959, he was transferred to the Medical Center for Federal Prisoners in Springfield, Missouri, and was there, um, and there on November 21st, 1963, he was found dead from natural causes by convicted spy, close friend, and fellow inmate, Morton Sobel. Of course, there were also several escape attempts over the course of the island's history, 14 attempts to be exact, and a full list of them can be found on AlcatrazHistory.com. No attempt has been officially successful. Three asterisks. Why three? I don't know. I just made that up, but... Okay. <laughs> a lot there's 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 a lot of debate to this and some government conspiracy-ish stuff and we'll get into that because I found a lot of cool information. Again, a lot of it from alcatrazhistory.com. But anyway, um so almost all the attempts and or actually all the attempts ended up with the escapees either giving up, being caught or dying in the process. However, there is one attempt that is still debated by historians today because they don't have 100% clear evidence that the escapees actually escaped and did not drown. So, this is the escape of Frank Morris and brothers Clarence and John Anglin. 
They escaped on June 12, 1962, after concocting a particularly meticulous plan which involved making a makeshift raft, paddles, homemade drills, and then they had to carve out their cell walls, creating fake walls to then cover the holes in the wall, and apparently really convincing dummy heads that they put in their beds when they escaped to buy them a little bit of time. And this is where it starts to get confusing because the prisoners were never found dead or alive. And although one body in clothing similar to the prison's inmate uniform was found washed ashore a few weeks later, the body was too deteriorated, too deteriorated to be identifiable. They are still, to this day, officially listed as missing, but presumed dead. The case cannot be legally closed until they turn 99 years old, and if they are still alive, they would currently be 94, 91, and 90 years old. So, they're getting pretty close. According to an article from sfgate.com, though, it is believed that the Anglin brothers ended up escaping to Brazil, as there is a photo of what is believed to be them in Rio de Janeiro, taken in 1975. The author of this article also notes a theory that the FBI covered up the escape as this would impact the prison's reputation and effectiveness. This theory was basically confirmed in a 2012 National Geographic documentary where a former U.S. Marshal admitted that a secret FBI file noted that their raft was found on Angel Island and that a blue 1955 Chevy was stolen in Marin, presumably by one of the inmates. Also, in 2018, KPIX got their hands on a letter originally sent to the San Francisco Police Department in 2013. The letter, reportedly written by John Anglin, who was 83 at the time, stated that Morris and the brothers, quote, barely made it to shore on the night of their escape. It, was, it also went on to explain that Morris died in 2008 and Clarence in 2011. And a quick excerpt of the letter is, My name is John Anglin. I escaped from Alcatraz in June 1962 with my brother Clarence and Frank Morris. I'm 83 years old and in bad shape. I have cancer. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. The FBI examined the letter and handwriting, which led to an inconclusive result. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, there's that's that. A, that's a cool... Oh my gosh. Okay, I don't know whether I should, like, to be excited and happy and proud of them, or, <laughs> like, oh no, these, these people got got out of prison. <laughs> like, uh, this was so much. There are so many details to piece together. I I don't even know what to make of all this. Uh, I didn't know this. Also, FYI. Oh, really? I mean, I didn't know about this escape attempt. I thought no one had ever escaped, frankly. No, uh, apparently there's been like 36 escapes, but they're not like uh, official. Or did you, did you put that in earlier? There's like no, according to AlcatrazHistory.com, there's only 14 attempts, and this last one was partially covered up by the FBI. Apparently. Apparently. Oh, okay. Well, that's so cool. I mean, I heard about this recently on a different podcast, um, and apparently there were supposed to be um, four, four people, but the last person, um, something happened to the last person, and they got trapped somewhere. Um, so he basically told the guards what was going on because he couldn't escape. And then that's when they were trying to figure out like what happened. But that's so cool. I read something similar too. Um, and apparently the fourth person was actually the mastermind behind the whole plan. But I forgot his name. That sucks. 
<laughs> Your yeah. plan foiled. Um, oh, so, do you know what they did, like, to get in to Alcatraz? So, yes. Um, Frank Morris was born in D.C. He was, sorry, no, this, he didn't ask for a whole bio, but I'm giving it to you because <laughs> I'm going to read okay. this off of Wikipedia. But he was born in D.C. Yeah. He was abandoned by his parents and was orphaned at age 11. He was later arrested for grand larceny in Miami Beach, as well as car theft and armed robbery. He also escaped from the Louisiana State Penitentiary while he, while he was serving 10 years, and then he was recaptured and then sent to Alcatraz. As for the brothers, John and Clarence Anglin, they were uh, actually two of 13 children from Georgia. They were apparently very, like, inseparable and also skilled swimmers, so that's something to note. Um, and they were apparently accustomed to swimming in the frigid waters of Lake Michigan, uh, so I guess that prepared them for <laughs> the bay. <laughs> um, yeah. And anyway, they were convicted for robbing banks in the early 50s uh, as well oh yeah um, although they claimed that they only used a weapon once which was a toy gun <laughs> so anyway the specific oh. one they were um, convicted for though was the robbing of the Columbia Savings Bank building in Columbia Alabama they were originally in Florida State Prison um, and then they went to Atlanta, and then they were moved to Alcatraz after attempting to escape. Dang, that's cool. So do you think that they, do you think it's real? Do you think they escaped? So, I don't know. I really don't know. And also, you'll have to take a look at the picture, which we'll probably upload to our Instagram at San Jose Podcast. You should check it out. Um, but there is a photo of them, again, in Rio de Janeiro a couple years later, and they have... I mean, they look generally different because they have, like, facial hair and also longer hair. Um, but people did all these, like, analyses on it, and they're like, there's no doubt it's them. I mean, it really does look like them. But, you know, just putting that out there that people did, like, analyses. And, um, anywho, apparently they went to Rio. They chose a good place, except Brazil wasn't a military dictatorship at the time, so I don't know. But anyway, <sighs> what do you think? Do you think that was, like actually covered up or yeah, I, th I think so like it probably was covered up because like I mean but I mean why I mean, it would threaten the idea behind Alcatraz but also like a lot of the prisoners didn't seem like I don't know it didn't seem that bad like tax evasion oh well I know um, <laughs> I, yeah I, okay so I thought it was originally like a rule where like if you escape Alcatraz, then you can be free afterward. I doubt that was a real rule. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it just, it makes sense. I mean, first of all, I mean, you would have to escape the prison. Then on top of that, you have to go swim in the cold San Francisco Bay. And then... The water is also very choppy and scary anyway, so... <sighs> yeah. I hope it's real, kind of. I like a good underdog story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know, but... That... I mean, like I said, it was basically confirmed by a U.S. Marshal, so... <sighs> 
anyway, um, that was actually part of my next segment here was uh, just talking about like, you know, how difficult it is to escape. Um, obviously very difficult and also uh, not just because it's an island, but it's surrounded by cold, treacherous water filled with sharks. Although I went, uh, again, AlcatrazSister.com, <laughs> they emphasize that these sharks are all bottom feeders with no appetite for humans, but there was still a myth, and currently still is, that you would get eaten by sharks, which of course served to deter people from swimming across the bay. Also, swimming across the bay has been done before, even while this was a prison, um, including by a nine-year-old kid. So, <laughs> there was an article that- What? Yeah, a nine-year-old kid swam across the bay by themselves to Alcatraz. Alright. Yep. And the, the uh, SFGate article I was talking about earlier, um, they note, quote, Even if the letter, the Christmas cards, and the Brazil photo are all false, but really, look at that photo, people, to assume that the inmates drowned in the, in the same mile of water a nine-year-old can swim based on a false FBI cover-up and not much else would be foolish. <laughs> well, I think it's real. You've been convinced. It didn't really take that much. I kind of... Well, the first time I went to Alcatraz and I learned about that, I always kind of hoped that it was real because... Um, and that they survived. Just because it's just... I mean, what a feat. You... <laughs> it's so elaborate, the plan. And it's just... It's... I think it's also... Like, have you seen Shawshank Redemption? Definitely not. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a good, that's a good movie. Um, same premise. Good story. Okay, should we go on and talk about the lore? Let's do it. We're going to actually just merge all the legend and personal account stuff into one big blob. Um... Let's get into it. So I went to wildsftours.com and found this article that talks about how haunted it is and stuff. And it is said that cell 14D is the most haunted place on the whole island because, quote, visitors often report feeling raw coldness enveloping the room, like more than one spirit is still present there. In the 1940s, a man actually died in cell 14D. The guards found him strangled on the floor of his room. And rumor has it, the night before his death, he kept screaming that a creature with glowing eyes was trying to kill him. Coroners reported that he did not strangle himself and the guards would continue to see him in the crowds of prisoners, which is terrifying. Um, also, cell blocks A, B, and C are also noted to be quite haunted, and this is, quote, where Alcatraz visitors frequently hear crying and moaning. In addition to that, a psychic reported encountering a malevolent spirit named Butcher here. Butcher? Yeah, that's, that's... not a fun name to have. Mm -mm. So, um, I also listened to an episode of And That's Why We Drink, the podcast. Uh, episode 26, um, M talks about... Uh, M talks about Alcatraz, and I actually met M. Schultz at the LAX airport. It was pretty cool. Um, or I didn't meet them, but I saw them, and then I posted it on Twitter, and then they re retweeted. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> but anyway, um, so apparently there are some dungeons behind Block A. Um, 
So when you are walking behind block A, there's a staircase that leads down to the dungeons. And apparently M saw them when they went on on the Alcatraz tour. So um, they said that it looks like a catacomb, which is pretty interesting because um, I have a little tidbit later. Um, but anyway, another report is of an employee who heard a loud scream coming from the basement dungeon area, um, but nobody was down there. So, um, in, in the 40s, a group of prisoners tried to escape by taking a gun from a guard, but ultimately they got trapped in a cell and shot down by guards in that cell. Hmm. So in, and that happened in Block C. So even to this day, people have reported hearing gunshots, screaming, clanking, like um, from like chains. Um, a lot of people also have seen prisoners. And apparently there was a fire in the laundry room. Um, and every so often, if you go past the laundry room, it, you can smell smoke. And also guards have reported seeing smoke like black like smoke coming from the laundry room but when they go and leave to go get help it's not there when they return so that's weird Uh, people have also reported being touched their hair being grabbed temperature drops and the feeling of being watched so the temperature drop thing i mean it makes sense because it's a tiny island in san francisco and it just gets cold and then sometimes hot <laughs> so we're like a bit warmer so i didn't really care too much about that but yeah uh just like some notes is that block d was known as the treatment unit or the solitary confinement unit so a lot of people with mental health issues were would be sent there and sit in the dark all day with nothing to do. So that's, oh, and then a good majority of the time they wouldn't be wearing clothing. So it's a lot of, a lot of mistreatment there at Alcatraz. Um, also, apparently when any of the prisoners were getting beat up by guards, the rest of the prisoners would yell and shake their chains to rile them up. And it's said that it would get so loud that you can hear this from off the island. What? Yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. But yep, that's all from the podcast, uh, and that's why we drink. Um, Then, uh, of course, like you said earlier, we were just kind of wrapping up all the personal accounts in here as well. So I went on to Google to look look for reviews, and there were 29,233 reviews. Wow. I thought that was cool. That might be a record. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah, I know. This is probably like the biggest um, attraction that, I mean, it's got everything. It's history, ghosts, uh, uh, yeah, prison. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, um, it was rated at a 4.7 stars on Google. And apparently in-person tickets are $50, but if you buy them online, they're 100 So I don't know. And also, you, you should probably get your tickets in advance because the spots do uh, fill up quick uh, for these tours. What else was I going to say that happened on Google? Anyway, a lot of people on Google 
um, were just any of the the bad reviews came from like bad tour guides. So if uh, or came from people that had a, a bad tour guide, but in reality, the tour guide shouldn't really matter because you do have an audio like it's it's basically like an audio tour so you have headphones and you can just walk around and it'll you don't really have to have a guide you just kind of go on your own so that made me upset and then so i also went to yelp and i found a review from this person called joshua g and they did not enjoy their time at the island at all and they rated the rock one star so it says Alcatraz is more than just a prison, uh, a quote from the ridiculous audio tour. Long lines, expensive ferries, tourists, more tourists. There is no reason to go here. None. Stay away. The tour isn't even good. Part of the tour is crap about Native Americans occupying the island in the 70s to protest stuff. There wasn't enough material, so they added that to the tour. The biggest takeaway isn't even the tour. You'll remember the annoying birds, seagulls everywhere, no Karen, not just during nesting season, all the time. Bird crap everywhere. I call it bird beep and island now. The best part is the high winds kick up all that and, <laughs> and blow it in your face. You have to stand there waiting for the ferry, getting showered by all that bird <laughs> So I found this to be a ridiculous uh, review, Joshua, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, go back to New York. <laughs> no. Why do you even, like, I, can't, I just couldn't believe that. Like, this person clearly didn't want to go to Alcatraz to learn any of the history of Alcatraz. It was just like, uh, it just made me upset. Um, and... Though there was that, I did enjoy a different short and sweet review by Mark N.T. from Houston, Texas. And uh, they rated Alcatraz out of 5 out of 5. Um, and they write, It was a memorable trip here. I would like to write some tips. 1. Tickets. Please RSVP online ASAP. I guess you can't buy the tickets at the box office. You need to know this is, very, this is a very popular spot. 2. Boat. It was pretty big. I really enjoyed the views of the island and Golden Gate Bridge. Three, the island was quite steep. You need to walk to the prison buildings from the boat. Four, as far as I know, there were no bathrooms in the buildings. There are bathrooms near the pier. I didn't see any cafes, soda machines, or restaurants on the island. Enjoy. So that was just a nice informative review that I found. Also, I went to Reddit to see if I could find any personal accounts about hauntings or anything going on, but it was just filled with a lot of lovely, gorgeous pictures of Alcatraz, which was kind of nice. Um, there wasn't that much information on Reddit. Um, just the same thing, like, here are some tips if you're going to Alcatraz, or here's what it looked like today. It's so pretty. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> so anyway, up next, we've got some pop culture for you. On History.com, I found um, when we were discussing the Alcatraz occupation, um, so I found that there were a few celebrities at the time, including Anthony Quinn, Jane Fonda, and Merv Griffin, who all visited the island um, 
or they all visited the island to lend their support to the occupation movement, and also the rock band Credence Clearwater Revival even gave the natives a boat, which they christened the Clearwater. Interesting. Okay, so they performed there, or? I don't know. They just gave them a boat. I guess they just gave them a boat. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Free boat. <laughs> okay. So next up, I have a few movies that feature Alcatraz, and there are a lot. It was pretty cool. So first, uh, and it, it, this goes um, in order, or like from oldest to um, newest movies. So in 1962, there was Birdman of Alcatraz. Uh, 1967, we've got Point Blank. Then up next, we have Escape from Alcatraz that came out in 1979 with Clint Eastwood in it. And we know Clint Eastwood from like Ma- uh, Carmel because he was the. I do remember that episode, <laughs> he was yes. The mayor for a while. <laughs> so um, I just think it's funny to this day. Um, okay, so this is what I did find on uh, Reddit actually. Um, Redditor That Girl Wearing Black wrote, of all the movies set on Alcatraz, this movie was the most realistic and had the largest portion of, the f- of it filmed on the island than any other theatrical film. That said, it does take quite a few liberties with the actual story of the 62 escape, especially towards the end. Um, so, I, I really want to watch that movie now. Like, I didn't... I knew there was a movie about it, but I just never watched it. Um, next up, Murder in the First uh, in 1995, The Rock 1996, which disappointingly does not include Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but instead it has Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Also, apparently the last remaining guard tower on Alcatraz is actually a movie prop built for scenes on the famous Sean Connery and Nick Cage blockbuster The Rock, and that was according to Dylan'sTours.com. That's so cool. I had no idea. Um, so, I mean, next time. I want to go to her Alcatraz again, because I remember this last time I went, it was mainly just like a walking tour. So you just go walk around the island, and there's things for you to read, and you can listen on the app. But you don't really go into the cells because of COVID. Um, so I would want to go back just to see that, too. Um, it was... Oh, there's also, okay, there's a few more movies, actually. So Catch Me If You Can, uh, f- uh, two- 2002, uh, with a strong cast with Leonardo DiCaprio, Christopher Walken, Tom Hanks, Jennifer Garner, and Amy Adams. Um, it's also on Netflix and based on true events, so I want to watch that, too. <laughs> um, X-Men, The Last Stand, uh, 2006, The Book of Eli, 2010, uh, with Denzel Washington and Mila Kunis. So Alcatraz is apparently a safe haven during the apocalypse in this film, so go check it out. It's, it's a good movie, I liked it. J.J. Abrams' Alcatraz TV series uh, that was out in t- uh, 2012, featuring Jorge Garcia from Lost and Sam Neill from Jurassic Park, but his real name is Nigel. I thought that was rather smushing. Wait, actually, sorry. I don't know why I just processed that slowly, but yes, I do know that reference. <laughs> From the Wild Thorn <laughs> That was, yes, that was very, 
That took a little bit, huh, Manny? <laughs> it's it's 5.30, it's okay. It's been a long day. Okay, so it's featured in Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters anime. What? And I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, wait. Okay. Have you seen this? Yes, actually. <laughs> I was really... Oh, in Wait, you didn't know this? I was really into Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I do... I, I, have, I have seen it. I actually rewatched it in like 2019 because it's on Netflix. No way. Um, yeah. That's so funny. And I didn't realize... So I remember that Kaiba, kind of the main antagonist, had an island... But I didn't know that he named... Or at least I don't remember him calling it Alcatraz. It wasn't subtle. He literally called it Alcatraz. Oh my gosh. How did you not... How did this not come to your mind in the first place when we were doing Alcatraz? I don't know. <laughs> but okay. It's like his business base. And also... Um, I remember he like... I don't know. I don't Actually, no, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil anything. Just watch it if you really want to. <laughs> Oh my gosh, okay. Who's gonna... <laughs> out of all the movies and TV shows I just suggested, people are gonna be like, I gotta go watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, so... Um, believe it or not, it's also featured in many video games, including Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, uh, San Francisco Rush the Rock Alcatraz edition uh, that came out in 1997, which is a playable racing map. So it's like, it, it's actually like a DLC, like downloadable content. Um, what's DLC? Downloadable content? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, 3, and 4. Okay, so for Black Ops 2 and 3, they put like the um, like the two eyes and then the three eyes, but for four they say four. Like they don't they don't continue with uh, Roman numerals. <laughs> but anyway, so in Black Ops 2, it's on it's a zombie map called Mob the Dead. Um, that gives Alcatraz catacombs. So I thought that was really cool because um, in, like, on Wikipedia, where I got all this information from, by the way, um, it said that catacomb, like, you can explore the catacombs, which are, uh, a fictional addition to, like, to the map, or to Alcatraz, but, as we heard earlier, there are actually some sort of dungeon catacomb-like, uh, you know, architecture below, Alcatraz. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, next, there's a downloadable map in Revelation, or called Re Revelations in Black Ops 3, and then Blood of the Dead in Black, uh, Black Ops 4. So if you're interested, you could go ahead and download these maps and then show me. <laughs> Invite me over, because I love playing zombies. Um, actually, I could do it too because I have black ops and I'm just thinking like I could that would be so much fun okay I'm gonna go look it up after <laughs> but anyway um it's also a mission in Watch Dogs 2 where you can explore Alcatraz I have a qualm with Watch Dogs 2 okay and it's old the second one well I don't remember where the first one takes place and I don't care the second one takes place in the Bay Area, and you can... Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty cool, because, I mean, obviously they don't do every single street, because that would take forever, but 
they do recreate a lot of notable streets in the Bay Area, and you can travel around. The, the premise is you're like a hacker, and you can travel around the Bay doing different missions, and you can travel, like, I remember you, they recreated Market Street on in SF pretty well, um, and you can drive around from SF to Oakland, and all the way down to what they call Silicon Valley, but like geographically and realistically where quote silicon valley ends is actually like stanford so the everything from san francisco to stanford if i remember correctly is kind of just a long freeway with nothing else like it's just like a point a to point b kind of thing and then you're just at stanford and that's it and it doesn't include anything beyond that which was just rude to san jose but whatever <laughs> i mean well, I mean, we are, like, an hour away. Okay, but, like, also, don't call it Silicon Valley if it's not. Oh, if it's not Silicon Yeah, okay, that's that's reasonable. If it's literally like, Stanford, <laughs> like... Yeah, and not even Cupertino or, like... Nope. Uh, Sunnyvale, either. Like, nope. That's, that's lame. Rude. <laughs> Lames. Okay. Um, yeah, that is a diss. It feels like a diss to us. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Nobody support the watchdogs. I'm kidding. It was like <laughs> a cool game. Don't. We're not. We're not a sponsored, and we're not bashing it. It's just some commentary. No, we're coming out for you, watchdogs. Oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> you watch your back. You watch your back. Okay. Boo. <laughs> and last, we have some related facts. So Alcatraz, as an island itself, is about 12, 12 acres large and about one and a half miles off the coast of San Francisco. It also held the first lighthouse on the west coast. One was built in 1854, but then it was replaced in 1909 with a newer and taller one, and then it was replaced again in 1963 after the prison closed with a modern automated one. Also, I thought this was really interesting. Some prisoners actually requested that they be transferred to Alcatraz. Apparently, its harsh reputation is mostly Hollywood-forged, but also prisoners were attracted to the single cells that Alcatraz offered for both privacy and safety reasons. According to History.com, some prisoners considered the conditions inside Alcatraz to be more attractive than at other federal prisons and several asked to be moved there. But I don't know if their wishes were actually granted, so... And then also, and this was also interesting, according to Dylanstewards.com, and this is all a direct quote. There was a realistic fear that Al Capone would bribe his way to an escape route th during the transfer from his train to his boat to Alcatraz. So, they never had Al Capone get off the train. Al Capone arrived at Alcatraz Island by placing his three-car train onto a barge, bringing the entire train to Alcatraz. What? <laughs> I know. So, I get it, that was a real fear, but just, they, I mean, dang, they brought his whole train across the bay. Also from that site, um, and this is also interesting, this is another quote, Some kids grew up on Alcatraz. Where else would the guards and their families live? Jolene Babyak, Babyak, I don't know, B-A-B-Y-A-K whose father was a correctional officer, grew up on Alcatraz Island and chronicled life on the prison in her book, Eyewitness, 
Eyewitness on Alcatraz, Life on the Rock, as told by guards, families, and prisoners. You might just run into Jolene in the Alcatraz gift shop signing copies of her books and answering your most burning questions about growing up in the shadow of the world's most infamous prison. I mean, do you think they ever pose a threat to the families? Like, being on, like, an island with such infamous prisoners? Apparently not. And I mean, I'm sure they, the way, like, you know, no one ever officially, quote-unquote, apparently, escaped. And I doubt, they don't <laughs> you know, I I'm sure they had some system of keeping everything together. I don't know. But I guess you can read her book and find out. Also, shout out to SJPL because, of course, the San Jose Public Library has copies of her books. Apparently there's two because there's one published in 1988, but this one is um, a reference in library use only. Oh, actually, they both are. Sorry. Um, but if you want to read it at the library, either copy of her book at the King Library downtown. Very nice. Or you can support your local authors and buy one directly from her or that so do that and lastly you can still you can still visit Alcatraz even during COVID I went like three months ago and you can buy tickets from the National Park Services which administers Alcatraz tickets include both admission and the ferry ride which is about 15 minutes long each way and tickets are about $50, but there's also night tours available for a little extra, if you want a little extra spooky factor. And the island is only closed two days... The island is actually only closed two days a year, on Christmas and New Year's. Also, it's freezing. I don't care what month you go in, it's freezing. Take a jacket. I went in July. It was freezing. Take a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. You think that... I went on like one of the sunniest days, but it was so cloudy. And even with the the jacket and the long sleeve I was wearing, it was so cold still. So, yep. Do do that. Um, I also wanted to shed light on how. Um, so last week we covered the um, the Occupy Alcatraz movement for Indigenous Peoples Day, and I just wanted to shout out that they. Um, the San Francisco Chronicle um, did just uh, published an article online about how um, a lot of people went to go celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day on Alcatraz this year. So I thought that was really cool. Um, that concludes this week's episode. So if you want to go look at some cool Alcatraz pictures, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at San Jose Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at San Jose Pod. Or if you have any scary stories, please email us at sanjose at gmail.com. Until next week, remember, stay spooky, San Jose.